Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, and yet another week of allegations and stuff from... For Vince McMahon. Hey, hey Michael. Mm-hmm. Can I uh, can I borrow two, $12 million? I got some people that I need to pay off. Sure. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Vince has now been, it, it has come out that he has paid $12 million to is it seven different women. Four different women. It was the, four different women. Uh the three million that we already knew, mm-hmm. two uh, that were one million apiece, and one that is apparently a former talent, like on air. Yeah. Uh, at this time, the contract ended, I think, in two thousand five, and that would have put uh, her as a diva. Yeah. Um, if you remember that era of professional wrestling, that one was seven point five million. Yeah. Uh, because there was a there was allegations there of like oral and all kinds of stuff that you know yeah yeah so this week we are drinking kiln shine and this is the aged shine version of kiln shine kiln shine is a uh, it's whiskey distilled from bourbon mash aged for a minimum of one year it's forty five percent alcohol by volume so ninety proof. The uh, distillery was established in 2015, and it is located here in Kiln, Mississippi. So, uh, sir, you are pronouncing that way wrong. Am I? Yes. It, it is not pronounced Kiln. Okay. Uh, it is The Kill. Okay. That, that's how I'm, I'm happy to, to be pronounced wrong. but That yeah. is how it is pronounced down here. You are, you are pronouncing the word correctly. <laughs> you are pronouncing the city wrong. Yeah. And if we do have anybody that listens out in The Kill... I apologize for Michael. Don't stop listening to us. You know what? Come say something to me, and I, I will apologize <laughs> profusely. All right. So let's give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I do not like that. Really? I don't mind it. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't like that at all. That has a that has a weird taste to me. Like it's sweet, but I can't point at what sweet it is. Um, it it tastes kind of syrupy. Like my tongue is is uh. Not sure what to do with this. Mm-hmm. I, I am not a fan. I actually didn't mind it. I quite, I thought it tasted quite nice. Not, I mean, there are better bourbons, and even at this price point, I'm probably, you know, once again, to, to go back to what I've said a million times, I'm probably going to buy Redemption over this. I, 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 but, th- I think I prefer the Canadian Hunter. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that's bold, sir. But it's true. The bottle's cool, and 
I mean, it's a, a Mississippi liquor, which is which is cool. You know, hey, support the state and all, but no, no, thank you, not with that. I'll mm. I'll stick with Old Soul or Cathead Vodka if I want to support Mississippi. Mm. I think this is the first time we've disagreed on it a is. whiskey. It is. And that's strange, and I don't know what to do from here. <laughs> I mean, it just, it is what it is. Uh, you know, what I would say is, if you're out there and you buy a bottle of it, and uh, leave us a comment on our Facebook page about uh, which one of yeah. us do you think is right when it comes to this. I, it, It's whiskey. I don't think there's anything special about it. I mean, uh, I think it. I don't think it's as. It does not have the bite of a a Jack, or no. I mean, Jim it doesn't. Or it doesn't like have that. a bite at all. Like it, it, it almost has no fire behind it, to, especially yeah. to be, to be uh, ninety proof. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't mind it. Like I mean, if it was all I had, and I had enough coke to mix with it, and I just wanted to get drunk. Yeah, okay, it'll work. Yeah. But as far as to like. Pour up some over ice or just in a glass and drink it. Uh, oh, hard pass. So, well, everybody can can have different opinions on oh, absolutely on alcohol and liquor. That's half There's, the fun of alcohol and liquor. You know, there are people that do not enjoy whiskey, and you know it's okay for them to be wrong. But you know they they prefer things like vodka or gin or mm-hmm. you know and there's there's nothing wrong with that. So absolutely. I guess we should uh, probably talk about wrestling this week, huh? I guess so. All right, so we start off Monday Night Raw. Um, we have, uh, let me scroll down to the right right page. So this is, uh, is this John Cena making his return or did I pull up the wrong one? Mm, I pulled up the wrong I one. Say, I think you pulled up the wrong one. I think I pulled up the wrong one, y'all. Hang on, just. Because this you... is Money in the Bank back fallout. Yeah. Which... We talked about Money in the Bank, right? Yeah, we did. We talked about Money in the Bank last week because it was on Saturday. Mm. That's right. We sure did. Well, let me see. Sorry about this, guys. Well, while Michael's finding Raw, I'll go ahead and read Rampage so that we don't have uh, some dead air here. Uh, Rampage started off with a street fight for the TNT title between Wardlow and Scorpio Sky. Of course, uh, America's top team gets involved. However... Your new TNT champion, Wardlow. Give the big man some gold. Uh, so there you go. Christian Cage cuts a promo with Luchasaurus, talking about how he uh, uh, wanted to have sex with Jungle Boy's mom and and how it's a good thing that Luke Perry's dead because he would he would hate seeing Jungle Boy he because he's a failure. And Luchasaurus is standing there. In his new evil Luchasaurus gimmick, um, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland fought the Butcher and the Blade, in which Keith Lee and Stur- Swerve win. Uh, continue the whole will they, won't they, can they coexist between Swerve and Keith Lee? Um, Eddie Kingston cuts a promo. Jericho, uh, or Jericho and Kingston cut a promo. Uh, Kingston says some things uh, at the ring. It cuts backstage where Jericho is in a pre-tape where uh, Tay Conti shuts Ruby Soho's arm in a car door. Sure. Um, the only way this works is if, if Ty joins uh, 
inner circle fully. I mean, she's out there, but I, I feel really bad for Ty because she's been demoted to arm candy. Um, but then I want to see Ruby joining uh, Combat Club. Absolutely. Yeah, Ruby joining Combat Club would be great. The uh, The show took place in Rochester. So we get the Enjoy the Dark Order. We're the Dark Order members that are left come out, uh, led by Negative One. Evil Uno cuts a promo talking about how uh, the Dark Order is not going anywhere. That they are here to stay. You will see a new Dark Order, yada, yada, yada. QT Marshall interrupts uh, and says that uh, he wants a match with Negative One. Because uh, Negative One's a brat. Mm. Uh, at, at which point, Hangman comes out and levels QT. Uh, and then 10 levels QT. And then John Silver levels QT. And Alex Reynolds levels QT. <laughs> and then uh, Negative One grabs the mic and says, uh, I'll accept your challenge in 18 years. <laughs> or when I'm 18. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That led to a match that, that led into a match between Penta Oscuro and, uh, Roosh where Roosh wins. We then had the acclaimed and the gun club versus bear country, Leon Ruff and Fuego del Sol. The gun club and the acclaimed win, but you can no longer say scissor me daddy ass. Because the acclaimed and Gun Club as a team are no more, and Billy Gunn turned on Bowen, and that was the end of that. Uh, we got Thunderstorm, which was Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm versus Nyla Rosa and Marina Shafir. Uh, Tony Storm and uh, Thunder Rosa win. Then the the main event was John Moxley versus Brody King, who won the Rampage Royale last week. For a title shot, Moxley wins. Uh, so there you have Rampage. Now we can step back, I think, to Raw. Well, that was Dynamite, not Rampage. I mean, that was Dynamite. Yeah, my yes, bad. Yes, we can step back to Raw. I, I apologize for for all of that. It was a little tough finding one that is well laid out this week. So, All right, so we have an opening segment where Bobby Lashley comes out to celebrate his United States Championship win. Uh Theory comes out. They set up a rematch for SummerSlam, and Theory says he's leaving SummerSlam as the United States champion. And since he is unfortunately our Money in the Bank champion, uh, he will be leaving with all the titles because he's going to cash in on either Brock or Roman, whoever wins. Uh, we have the Mysterios versus Judgment Day, where the Mysterios get the win. Um, but. He got the win. They got the win by DQ after Ray channeled Eddie, hit the ground with the chair, threw the chair over to one of Judgment Day, and then laid down like he'd been hit. The ref calls for the bell and the DQ. Always good to to go back in time and and remember Eddie. Oh yeah. Oh, I've always loved that spot. Oh yeah. I I don't. It makes no sense. Yeah. Because you know refs can't call something they don't see. But I love the spot. Yeah. We get uh, The Miz versus AJ Styles, where AJ Styles gets the win after a, ph a phenomenal forearm. 
We have uh, Carmela and Natalia versus Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair. This was after, uh, for whatever reason, your SmackDown Women's Champion Liv comes out to celebrate her SmackDown Women's Championship on Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm assuming that they were trying to go for a farewell segment since she's been a Raw superstar. Probably. But it just was like, why is she here? Why is she doing this? Uh, Carmella, or Natalia comes out to challenge her. Carmella comes out, tells them both to go back to SmackDown where they belong. Uh, Carmella and Natalia attack Liv. Bianca Belair makes the save. And then we get Liv and Bianca versus Carmella and Natalia where the champions get the win. We get Ezekiel versus Seth Rollins. This was, you know, this was July 4th. So they had a bunch of weird stuff in the back going on with a July 4th cookout and uh, Ezekiel managed to cause Seth to spill a drink or Ezekiel spilled a drink. I don't remember exactly what happened that led to this match. Of course, Seth Rollins gets a win after a good showing from the former Elias. We have Bobby Lashley and the street profits versus theory and alpha Academy. This of course also took place after a hot dog eating contest between <laughs> Dawkins, Otis, and the winner, Akira Tozawa. So Dawkins ate like 21, Otis got 22, and Akira Tozawa ate 48. Um, it was ridiculous. Of course, that upsets Otis's stomach. He goes out, has a match. After getting speared and frog splashed on, after the match, of course, the faces get the win here. After the match, Otis pukes all over uh, Chad Gable. And everybody cried because Otis used to be a great character. Yep. Uh, we get Gunter versus R-Truth. R-Truth comes out dressed as uh, Uncle Sam. And does a whole Uncle Sam bit. Basically, we're here to celebrate Independence Day. The, I believe, 1997 movie. 1996, 1997 Will Smith movie. Uh, yeah. He, he reads a whole bunch of stuff off of that. And Gunther comes out and beats the crap out of him. <laughs> Asuka versus Becky Lynch. This is what the whole night had been building to. This was a uh, no-holds-barred match. This was great back and forth between them. Great way to close the show. You can't go wrong putting these two women in the ring together. Oh, no. As many times as we've seen it, I'm not tired of it. They've always managed to make it a little bit different each time. Those two have amazing chemistry together. They do. Uh, Yeah. Becky Lynch gets the win, so she has hit rock bottom, and she has started to bounce back. But, yeah, so there we go. As long as we don't end up with Becky as the challenger at SummerSlam. You know we will. I know, but I have seen this whole thing with Becky and Bianca has been going on for almost a year now. SummerSlam will be a year. And... I don't need to see them. I Carmella was the wrong choice, but it was nice to see somebody other than Becky challenging yep. for the title. Where's Zelina? Yeah. Where's Where's Zelina at? 
where is anybody where's at Zia Lee? Where I mean, you can you can bring people from Alexa. Smackdown. I think it would be okay. Where's no, Alexa? You got you got Alexa. She's a face, but she's not doing anything. She's nope. just kind of there. Turn her heel because she's an amazing heel. Well, you could even keep her face and just have a you know face versus face match once or twice. It, it's okay. Yeah. But that was the the final match of the night. Uh, you want to go into Rampage since we're kind of doing things backward today? Sure, I can. Rampage kicked off with Eddie Kingston versus Konosuke Takashida. Eddie wins. Then had Gates of Agony versus Lee Moriarty and Jonathan Gresham, who are your you know your Ring of Honor uh, guys. Where Gates of Agony wins. Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez versus Kyla Sparks and Christina Marie. Of course, Serena and Mercedes win. You had Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nese. Orange Cassidy wins after his lawyer, Danhausen, uh, gets involved because Smart Mark got involved and Danhausen cursed him and then gave him a nut punch. So that was Rampage. SmackDown, we have the Viking Raiders uh, defeating Jinder Mahal and Shanky. No surprise there. Uh, Gunter and his associate Ludwig Kaiser decide um, they do not want to have an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship, and therefore they don't. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura challenges Kaiser instead. Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Kaiser. Because, yes, of course he is. That's actually going to be a great match. Shinsuke versus Gunter is going to be an excellent match. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Liv comes out to celebrate again. Uh, This time she was interrupted by Natalia and uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey defeats Natalia via submission after applying a grapevine ankle lock. Max Dupree uh, unveils the 2022 tennis collection modeled by Mace, uh, Masse and Mansois. Ugh. Lacey Evans turns heel because they have no idea what they want to do with her and they keep flip-flopping her. She's been face heel, face heel, face heel more times in the last month than Big Show was his entire WWE career. Yeah, I wish they would pick something for her. But yeah, she turns heel and punches out Aaliyah. The Usos defeat Los Lotharios. Um, the Usos maintain that they defeated the Straight Profits when uh, Montez's shoulder was clearly up off the ground. Of course, they did get the win. The heel's going to heal. Yep. Uh, and we get uh, Morgan versus Natalia booked for next week. Um, if Natalia wins that match, she gets a number one, she gets a title opportunity because sure. I hate when they do that. And Drew McIntyre defeats Butch. Of course he did. I hate when they do the whole, if you beat the champion, then you get a shot at the champion. I, there are enough women on the roster and men for that matter too, because they do this in the men's division, the tag division, everything. They could have two people fight. I 100% believe 
WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, TNA, GCW, WCW, NWA, everybody should adopt a policy of if you are the champion and you are defeated in singles competition by a pinfall or submission, you're not the champion anymore. No more of this, oh, this is a non-title match. No, right. if the championship, if the champion is in a match and by they, themselves, by themselves a, a singles match by themselves and they lose... They're not the champion. Yep. You still can have your big matches and, oh, you know, because nobody's going to believe that Butch is going to beat Drew McIntyre as champion. I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. Nobody's going to believe that. Nobody thought Riddle was actually going to beat Roman for the championships last week on SmackDown or a week before, whenever it was. Exactly. You can still build to your championships having big matches. I don't understand. And to tie in with what you're saying there, I don't understand the concept of, okay, in order to be the number one contender for the belt, you have to fight the person with the belt. And if you win, you got to fight them again. Mm -hmm. Why not? But, But who determines then... Who fights the person with the belt to get the right to fight the belt? Who's the number one contender's number one contender? Do they have to fight? Would, would like, uh, Shayna have to fight Natalia to have the right to fight Natalia to win the right to fight Liv? This is dumb, and it needs to be done with. Mm-hmm. I get that <clears throat> you have laid off three-quarters of your company because you're having to pay for Vince McMahon's indiscretions. Which, no, that's that all money supposed comes to be out of his, his pocket. But you know, you know what I mean, though. But ha, he, he just there. he ups but, his he, he ups his bonus to cover it. Yeah. So the following or the the preceding <laughs> was not actual. Um, was the the opinions of the whiskey and wrestling <laughs> podcast and may not have no basis in in the truth in, in truth Something or like reality that. or <laughs> um. It's just a dumb. It's a dumb idea. It's a dumb concept. Yeah. You know. Um. And what's even worse? Oh, excuse me. What's even worse is when the champion loses by a DQ or count out or something stupid because you're the champion, you're dumb, especially when it's a face, because faces are the dumbest people on the planet. With the exception of Kevin Owens. With the exception of Kevin Owens. Maybe. I'll even give Drew McIntyre a slight pass. Yeah, he gets a he gets a pass a little bit. Um, but the thing is, they're so smart when they're heels, they become a face, and they forget all of that. So, I don't know. I think it's dumb. It is WWE's dumb. WWE is dumb. WWE is dumb. We mentioned at the beginning of the show, more allegations, $12 million mm-hmm. is uh, now... And this is just the NDAs. Yeah. Uh, there's no telling how many more are going to come out. Well, getting tied up in this kind of to the side is, uh, I her name now, the referee. Yeah. The, that was the early 90s, I think. Uh, late 80s. No, I late believe. 80s. Uh, who has a claim against, who, who claimed Vince raped her, mm-hmm. whole thing, and it kind of got covered up and swept under the rug. It was the late 80s. That's just what high-power individuals did. Right. But, yeah, it it is 
just insane. Yeah. So Vince is still in in, in charge of creative. You know, he's still a a major force around WWE. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I don't get it. No, I mean I one hundred percent believe Vince is still in complete control of the company. I think so. Stephanie being there is not doing anybody anything. If if uh, Nick Khan had moved into that position, then I would think that maybe Vince doesn't have control. Yep. Maybe you know, or or, or you know, the complete control. But Stephanie being there, as competent as she is as an executive, mm-hmm. I I don't have any belief that she's not at the bare minimum using her dad as a sounding board. You know? Right. Yeah, and and I don't think that that's it. I I think that she she is in constant communication with Vince, and he is telling her, okay, this is the moves we're going to make. Yeah. I think you're right. Speaking of making moves, uh, Aria Davari and Curtis Axel who have been working as uh, producers for the last few months have been released as producers and that's due to budget cuts again. Yep. So, WWE is bleeding talent. Mm-hmm. Well, Apparently there is a lot of talent that is backstage that reached out to frightful, uh, or fr- fr- frightful, frightful. <laughs> <laughs> forgive me, uh, fightful and other outlets after this, they don't, still don't want to come out on record because their jobs depend on it. I 100% agree with them keeping their mouths shut for, for the time being. Um, but yeah, they, they've come out and said, this is ridiculous. And when he came out on SmackDown after the initial allegations, he came out, he did his thing on SmackDown, walked back to gorilla and said, yelled F them. Used the full word, which I'm not going to use on this program because I don't want to edit it out. Um, <laughs> so that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just he is. Why is the board even uh, pretending that this is a thing if they're not going to do something? Yeah, if this was 1999, sure. Does it make it right? No, but 1999, yeah, this would this would be a thing. This would have been a blurb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Even, I would say, even up to like around 2010. Probably, yeah. Probably this would have been a blurb somewhere on a dirt sheet, and we wouldn't have heard anything else about it. This is 2022. Like, none of this is new. Excuse me. Those of us who have been following the business, we know what this is. We were 100, like, we've, we've heard most of this before. Watch Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Right there. Oh, speaking of Dark Side of the Ring, and I'll get back to my, my rant in a second. Netflix was going to have a Vince McMahon documentary similar to the Andre the Giant one that came out a couple years back. It has apparently been canceled. Yeah, apparently it was It was deep into production. Post-production. Post-production. And they were like, mm, no. Yeah, absolutely not. 
So, like, like I said, none of this is new. We've known about this for years. There's been rumors going around that if you wanted to make it big in WWE, and it doesn't matter what sex you are mm-hmm. or what gender you are, yep. my apologies, what gender you are, that you had to go and service people in the back. So none of this is new. No, no, no. None of this is is surprising to anybody who's been following the business for any amount of time. Not even slightly. You look at people Vince considers and calls friends, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and the things that he has said and done. It does not surprise me in the least. Not even slightly. The big news out of this one is the seven and a half million dollars that went to an on-air talent. And everybody's trying to figure out who that is. I'm not, I don't remember which women were released or not renewed in 2005. Which I I believe it's that one has said, because they know who it is, obviously. Yeah. It's just not public knowledge. But I think a comment was made with that one where she said that she was told that if she didn't perform sex acts, that there would be consequences. She said no. She was immediately demoted is the the term that they're using, which I'm I'm assuming de-pushed, taken off TV, that kind of thing, and then was released. Yeah. So apparently this, this woman was coerced into oral sex. We're going to have to flag this this episode. as, mm-hmm. <laughs> But apparently, she was coerced into oral sex, refused further sexual advances from Vince. This was in 2005, was right? in 2005. I've heard one name bandied about, but with no... So these are the female wrestlers that were released in 2005. Christy Hemme. And that one seems like it's probably spot on, honestly. Molly Holly, Jackie Gata, and Dawn Marie. Uh, well, the, Mo- article, the article says something about her return in 2018 is when she approached Vince with a lawyer. Of these four women, Molly's the only one that returned in 2018. Interesting. Hmm. So that might Molly Holly, maybe? But Molly's been back more than once. She was back, what, a year ago for the I- Royal Rumble? I don't think it's Molly. That doesn't seem... I, I don't think that fits. Now, I'm yeah. not saying it isn't by any means, but... Now, look, I mean, we, we can we can sit here and, and we, we can speculate. speculate all we want. One name I've heard uh, bandied about was Stacey Keebler, who I think one. she left in 2006, but her, you know, this all happened in, in 05 and her contract didn't end until 06. I can, can see that. Um, Christy Hemme, because she was being utilized quite a bit. She had been one of their uh, Playboy models that they did when they had that partnership with Playboy. Every April, every April they would have a diva in Playboy. Uh, I can, I could see Christy being somebody in that role. That's the one that uh, immediately stuck out to me is, okay, and I'm not saying that in any kind of, you know, hey, if you want to do Playboy, by all means, do Playboy. So I'm not saying this is a, a no. slut-shaming style thing, right? Absolutely not. But, the pieces kind of line up pretty good. Well, you know, like I was saying, she had, she was being very well pushed. She was very, she is a very beautiful woman, 
I haven't seen her for God knows how long, but I'm assuming she's still as beautiful as she was then. She fit what WWE was looking for in the divas at that time. And and then she was off she TV, was gone, gone, and released. And, and shows up in TNA where yep. she had a match or two. I think she got injured and then she just never could get back in the ring. Yep. I, I think that the injury scared her. I'm speculating here. Christy, if you ever hear this podcast and we're way off, I apologize on, on behalf of both of us. But that is just kind of what stands out to us. Yep. I don't remember Don Marie enough to to go one way or the other. I yeah. do vaguely remember Don Marie being in some stuff with Vince mm-hmm. as like his personal assistant or something. Yep. This is a man who pitched an incest angle with his daughter. Yeah. Yep. A an angle where he's in a sexual relationship with his daughter. Mm-hmm. This does not surprise us. Is is circling back to what I was saying. None of this surprises us. At this point, I just want to know what if anything is going to happen. If nothing's going to happen, let's end this charade and exactly get back to business as usual. Like I, I really, I really want Vince to come out on like Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> and now that all this is has launched again, and him to just be like. I want him to have a complete and utter meltdown. You know, I've put 50 years into this company and and no stupid woman is going to take me down. You know, and just like he just melts completely down. You see like Michael Cole, just they cut to Michael Cole, Kevin, for his three second Kevin Dunn spot. And Cole's just like got his hands over his mouth going, oh, my God, <laughs> you know. USA has to throw up the technical difficulties graphic. Nah, I was going to say, cue Sasha Banks' music. She comes running out of the crowd and, you know, hits him with the bank statement. <laughs> it was all a work. <laughs> and then the Wall Street Journal comes out and they're like, yeah, that was all fake. It was just all a work. Here's the emails between <coughs> us. and Yeah. It was just a setup for Sasha's return. That seems like something WWE would oh, do, right? That, that would totally be something they would do. I need WWE to put a muzzle on Corey Graves. I just don't like Corey Graves. I, I never have. I, I've never been a big fan of his. I, I've always, at the bare minimum, at least respected that he's able to go out there and do it every week. But my God, I could not stand it as he was out there on Raw this week and talking and cutting off uh, Byron and. It just, like, it was really, and it's not, I, I get it. He's supposed to be the heel. I'm supposed to hate him. I was considering muting the TV. In full transparency. You didn't watch. I didn't watch her all this week. I watched uh, uh, Forbidden Door again. I think I got the better deal. You did. I... Like, I I was sitting there, I'm like, do I mute the TV or not? If I mute the TV, I miss any of, like, debuts or or music hitting. And that is not the kind of heat that they want him to have. Mm -mm. But 
it goes into the category that Vince has said a million times. Vince doesn't believe in go-away heat. Vince believes that any reaction is a good reaction, no matter what it is. So, if you have the crowd booing, cheering, shouting F you, doesn't matter. The crowd's reacting, then what we're doing is working. Mm-hmm. The other problem there is, though, you would extrapolate from that, that if the crowd's sitting on their hands and doing absolutely nothing, then it's not working, and you should turn your hat around and try something else. Except, at that point, then it becomes, well, they don't know what they want. I know what they want. Mm-hmm. And we continue to get Roman Reigns shoved down our throat for ten years. I, I just want to make this joke. It, it's only a very small difference in the amount of hate that I have for Corey Graves as a commentator to Chris Collinsworth as a commentator. And I I cannot stand Chris Collinsworth. I do not watch football (laughs) because of Chris Collinsworth. So Collinsworth isn't terrible. Joe Buck is awful. (laughs) Collinsworth isn't terrible. Uh, At least every five seconds, he's not going, well, here's a guy. (laughs) But WWE made a statement. I don't remember where I saw this at. I'm sure it was a link I found on Reddit as I was scrolling through. Uh, WWE has admitted to their shareholders that Vince is essential to the success of the company. At least that is their thought. I personally believe that Vince at this point is a detriment to the success of WWE. He will never admit that. I don't know that Stephanie or Triple H are capable of admitting that. Tony Khan, or I'm sorry, not Tony Khan, Nick Khan might be. But Nick isn't going to have the ability to do anything about it. At this point, this this is a bold statement that I'm about to make. At this point, if Tony Khan could convince TBS or TNT, either one, to give him 7 o'clock, 10 o'clock, on Monday nights. I think AEW could put WWE out of business. I agree. Within a couple of years. It, it would take a bit. Like, it wouldn't. this wouldn't be an overnight thing. And <clears> the it only take, caveat and it is... It would take a lot of outlay of cash for advertising, for all that kind of stuff. But I really think that we could end up with a Monday night war where the other side wins and the the final episode of raw is tony khan on the wwe screen oh purchasing and, and tony WWE. tony would book it the exact same way oh he absolutely Vince did it he absolutely like, would he would book it that way he would he would offer the wwe guys a job and they could come lose to kenny omega every night <laughs> I, I don't think that they would lose every night. I, I think he would. Uh, Tony is a, a smart enough wrestling fan and businessman yeah. that he would look at, okay, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, these guys are guys that I want to come over. Mm-hmm. Our truth, maybe for some pops here or there, but not a full time status. And of course, our truth is approaching 50. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, 
Dustin's in his 50s, Sting's in his 60s, and he's mm-hmm. jumping off the jumping off the entranceway, entranceway every week. Uh, <laughs> no, I, but I, I think that you wouldn't see a, okay, we're going to kind of just bring everybody over and have them lose because i got to stand on top. How dare they fight me? No, this is going to be a, I can use you, I can use you, I can use you. I'm sorry, right now I can't use you. We'll, we'll, yeah. you know. I think what you would see would be things like, like you said, Seth, Kevin Owens, uh, Sammy. You know, the people that fit AEW. Mm-hmm. I think they would be offered a contract. Drew. Drew. I think your other ones, the, I think you would have some of the WWE guys like Roman. I don't think, and, and honestly, I think probably Seth, I don't think they would work for AEW. I think they would say, well, we'll just take our money and retire. We're done. Uh, see, I um, disagree. I, I think well, I, I think Roman because... and Roman and Seth are close enough with John Moxley, mm-hmm. the former Dean Ambrose. I think Roman would go to Hollywood. Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think Roman. Roman would, I think Roman would hang up his boots completely. I think Seth, with everything that Seth has been with with how how low Seth has gone as the company man. Mm-hmm. I don't think Seth would join AEW for it. He wouldn't join it immediately. Now he might join a year or two down the road. Would Seth be WWE's Sting? He would be. I I one hundred percent think so. Okay. Um, I can buy that. Like I can I can actually see I, that I in my head. I one hundred percent think that. So what we're saying is Seth wouldn't join right away. He yep. would wait fourteen years and um, then have, have like MJF break his shoulders and yeah. you know doing a buckle bomb or something. Um. <laughs> But I think what you would have what you would have is you would have a lot of the WWE guys would be given per appearance contracts. Yeah. Just as a hey, you know, look, we're not gonna contract you, we're not gonna pay you. Yeah. But we wanna do you on a per appearance. We'll pay you X number of dollars every time you show up. Sometimes we may have you come on four times in a month, then you may sit out for three months. Yeah. But it's and it's you're, money it's guaranteed money when you get it. And you're free to work wherever. Yeah. And you're and you're cool to work anywhere else you want. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, there there would be guys that, that would come over. There would be guys that wouldn't. And unfortunately, there would be homegrown AEW guys that would be released as well yeah. because now you were bringing in, whether we want to admit it or not, WWE workers mm-hmm. are good workers. Well, the They're, thing is, I'll say it this way. The top-level guys in WWE... Are, com- are more complete packages, mm-hmm. are more, let me let me phrase that, not complete, more balanced packages mm-hmm. than your top guys in AEW even, or TNA. Yeah. That, that aren't WWE men, right? Yeah. No, I mean, look, let's, let's face it. A, a John Moxley is a better face of your company than a Kenny Omega. 100%, hands down. Just because he has... The five, six, ten, eight years, whatever it was, he was yeah. with uh, WWE, and their just machine of, hey, this is you're gonna go here, you're gonna talk to these guys, these are what you're gonna say, uh, you know, you're gonna get all that. And pure Kenny in-ring. doesn't have that. Yeah, and pure in ring talent, Kennedy's Kennedy, yeah, Kenny has more talent than Moxley in the ring. I think <laughs> I agree with you on that. Overall, as a wrestler. I think Moxley's better. Yeah. Because Kenny can cut a promo, but he ain't Mox. No. 
So I think like, and, and you know, I'll talk about like Seth is the same way. Yeah. I would put the majority of the, I would put Kenny Omega against Seth against, you know, Roman. Kenny Omega <laughs> versus Seth would be a, the first angle I book for them. If they ended up oh, in a company together, it would be an like, amazing, it would be an amazing. Angle. It would just, it, I would be like, okay, we're especially, doing this. I especially don't, because it, of all the stuff Seth has said about indies and about yeah. how, uh, you know, look at what he just said to Cody, you know, and yeah, that was kayfabe. That was, you know, all a work obviously, but the whole, you know, Welcome well, back to the big time. You know that. Well, that that was thumbing their nose at. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. But there's a grain of truth that. Yeah. It, it is sad to watch this, but apparently, according to Meltzer, WWE is growing. They're they're growing their audience. Their their numbers each week are 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 doing well. Their cells are. You know, of course, they had to switch arenas for, yeah. was it Money in the Bank, I think? It was Money in the Bank. Money they were going to be at Raider, at Raider Stadium. That was, you know, it seated like, I think, 30,000 people uh, when it was per, set up for wrestling. And they had sold 12,000 tickets. Yeah. So they ended up having to change the stadium, change it to a 15,000 seat place. Yeah. So it looked like they sold tickets. Mm-hmm. I think WWE needs to back off on their premium live events. Mm-hmm. Back in the early 2000s, you had a true brand split between Raw and SmackDown. And they only had pay-per-views every other month for, you know, SmackDown had every other month had a pay-per-view and Raw had the opposite other months. So they still had 12 pay-per-views a month. But you had time to build. You had time to let things breathe. You had time for feuds to actually develop. Mm-hmm. Whereas, oh, hey, Ray is injured. Crap. Uh, Carmella, go. Yep. You know, WWE needs to back off of their premium live events. They do. They need to spend time on story. They need to stop giving us the exact same matches week after 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 week. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, week after week after week. You know, like, they've just... They need a change. And unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, I think that chain needs change needs to be a new head of creative... Vince McMahon needs to be out of creative. 100%. And, and and Vince needs to retire to his mansion uh, alone in Connecticut or wherever it is that, you know. Yeah, 100%. A, a, he needs to just live off of his shares that he owns in the company and just, just play with his grandchildren. WWE and, and society have moved past Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that from time to time we can't see a Vince McMahon-style angle. It's wrestling history. It's part yeah. of it. Yeah. However, for the most part, those can those can go away. Mm-hmm. Um, we can leave the, the tone-deaf attitude 
the sexism, the racism, the whatever you want to put in there. Whatever ism. Isms. Just leave them in the past. Mm-hmm. Let's get something new. We have an entire new world since Vince McMahon started with wrestling when it comes to technology, when it comes to production value, when it comes to how to get your your product out there. Let's try something new. Let's do something exciting. And this goes this goes to an extent to the AEW as well. Absolutely. You know, cuz they they fall heavily on those old school tropes. <clears throat> the tried and true that we've seen for a hundred years. Well, we haven't, but you know what I mean. I mean, let's let's look at it. Tony Khan is a 1990s wrestling fan, and and every yeah. everything since then. Tony Khan, by all accounts, is a huge fan, a a true huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. But he grew up in the 90s. He grew up in the Attitude Era. Like grew up in did. the Attitude Era. That's the wrestling that hooked him. That's the wrestling that he likes. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that that's where he's trying yeah. to go because. You know, you have me book an angle. I'm going to book an angle that I think is cool. Like, like I'll be one of the first to admit. Like, I like seeing blood in a wrestling match. Don't like seeing blood in every wrestling match. Yeah. It loses its appeal. It loses its value. You know, uh, we were watching, was it blood? Well, was it? No, it wasn't blood and guts. What was it that we were watching up here? Oh, it was the dynamite before Forbidden Door, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when Moxley busts himself open. Yeah. Uh, on the floor where you obviously see him, like, bounce off the, the, the cushion there, and he cut himself open. And he's, like, he's bleeding like crazy. He's pouring blood down his face. Off of nothing. Yeah. That's... You know... It, it takes me completely out of it at that point. When when Brock, a uh, couple months or, or years back, I don't remember, I, I couldn't even tell you who his opponent was, probably Roman. Um, he got busted open the hard way and this was WWE didn't allow blood mm-hmm. or, you know, very rarely at this point seeing Brock with blood and it, yep. you knew it was the hard way. Cause mm-hmm. you saw what happened. You saw yep. the punch or elbow or whatever it was. It was that, I think it was Randy Orton. Cause he it got may, it back. Yeah, it may have been, I, I don't remember, but that's <laughs> what I'm thinking of. It happened and it was, it was shocking. We hadn't seen blood in WWE for a long time. They've, didn't stop the match. It yeah. kept going, and it was like, oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that I want people to get busted open the hard way. By all means, blade. Yeah. You know, if, if you're gonna, if, to, if, if you're gonna, control. yeah, if you're gonna get some color in a match, blade. But it was shocking, and it brought back memories, even though it wasn't anywhere near the same amount of blood. It brought back memories well, of Shawn Michaels, just, and you know. Just think of the Becky Lynch, the rise of the man. Yeah. She got her nose broken the hard way. And you get that image of her standing in the crowd, in the blue SmackDown t-shirt, her face soaked in blood, mm-hmm. with her holding her arms out. That's when the man was born. Yeah. That, the blood there added, <laughs> added to that. Yeah. You know? She was but, bloodied. She was concussed. But I don't. But there's nobody in AEW I think that can do that for the simple fact that the ones that would be benefited by it, we've already seen them bloody. Yeah. Multiple occasions. Well, I mean, okay, let's <clears throat> let's take blood out of it. Let's talk about something completely different. 
masks. Mm-hmm. How do Lucha Bros always lose a match? Yeah. One of them gets their mask stripped off, yep. and they have to hide their they head. They duck their head and cover, and then they get and, and yes, I, I love that Lucha Libre has that history of the mask being important. I love that they still follow that tradition. Well, it's I love it. Uh, well, let me rephrase. Mexico follows the tradition fully. Yeah. The U.S. is just when it's convenient. Yeah. But I, I love that. And, and you're not going to see guys like um, the Lucha Bros yeah. break that tradition no. right now. Maybe later. Well, they're still contracted. But, <laughs> yeah, they're still contracted in Mexico. So um, it's, it's important <coughs> that they still follow. The match that he had, that uh, Penta had mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and I don't remember the the guy's name that he wrestled. Roosh. Roosh. I am not familiar with Roosh. Me either. But I was sitting over in the chair right across the table from where I am now while we were playing our game, and I was watching that match, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And then it ended because of the mask being ripped off. And we have seen that multiple times this year. Oh, yeah. This year. This is not something. Just about every Lucha Brothers match that they have had this year has ended that way. Yeah. And I'm sure that in Tony's mind, well, I'm protecting them. No. Uh -uh. No. It, It makes them look dumb. It makes them look weak. And... It's not protecting them. Yeah. You know, if you want that match to end and you want Rouge to win and you want to make Penta look strong in it, have Rouge get himself disqualified. Or or have Penta or you want him to win, so have Penta get himself disqualified somehow. Well he goes you don't even have to completely crazy. You don't even have to have that. You you had um Matt Hardy promotions or whatever they yeah. whatever they're called i, I don't yeah. remember the the whatever the, hfo or whatever it is AFO yeah it's now. afo you know because yeah. andrade and and you know i, I use matt's name but you you had andrade out there with his faction yeah there was some fights and stuff outside but you you have the ref get distracted you have andrade get in the ring and hit penta with whatever his yeah. finisher is right now roll out of the ring you have roosh come over hit Penta with his finisher, mm-hmm. one, two, three. Yeah, or the, uh, you have the ref turn around just as soon as Andrade finishes his finisher and DQ. Yeah. Or, There's a lot of stuff you can do there. AEW's, AEW plays so hard on the dumbass ref uh, trope mm-hmm. that it's not even funny. In yeah. three years, they've had, I think, four DQs. And the the DQs they have had have been like, I'm going to hit you in the face with this lead pipe while the referee is telling me to put down the lead pipe. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere Uh, out there, there's got to be a wrestling organization either now or in the future that looks at WWE and goes, this crap, mm -hmm. but there's some, some good ideas. Yeah. And they look at AEW and go, this is better, but it's got some crap. And they look at TNA and they go, this has got some good ideas. But it's got a lot of crap. So we're going to take all these good ideas and we're going to mix them with some new stuff. And we're going to make a killer promotion. And, and that promotion is 
W-E-S. Have you heard about that? No. Okay, so that's the Authors of Pain, their promotion. Okay. Uh, they were they were going to have a show, and that was, that was all parody, by the way. That, that, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they started a show that was going to be in England, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, is this the one that yeah. uh, Nia Jax didn't show <laughs> yeah. up to? Um, the main event was going to be Alexander Overeem versus uh, Braun. Nia Jax was going to fight C.J. Perry. Uh, Matt Reichholt, uh, WWE English. Uh, he was going to be there. The Authors of Pain were going to, or the, the uh, uh, not, they're not the Authors of Pain anymore. They're something else. Whatever. Something of Pain. Uh, Legion of Pain, I think. I think that's what they are. Anyway, they were going to have a match. Uh, LOP is definitely not as cool as AOP. All right. And I I, I think, I don't know so, why, but. Apparently, they started putting up all these, these posters online. They started promoting heavily. They started selling tickets. And then, like, Nia Jax was like, huh, that's, uh, that's awesome of you to use my face and everything on your your." your your poster saying that I'm going to fight somebody when I'm not going to be on your show. Um, Braun Strowman said that he had been in talks, but had never solidified anything. Um, Aiden English, Matt Reichholt talked about how, um, you know, he, he had signed and said, yeah, he would do it. You know, this would go on. And then, the more and the closer and closer it got to the actual time of it, things were falling apart. They weren't offering. They were telling the people like they they were paying them like a thousand bucks to show up, but they weren't paying for hotels. They weren't paying for plane tickets. They weren't paying for anything. This is in England, yeah. And most of the wrestlers that were on the card were in America. So I'll pay you a thousand bucks so you can spend nine hundred dollars for a plane ticket. You know, I wouldn't do it either. So the show ends up getting canceled. After Nia, Nia Jax kind of threw a fit online, which rightly so. Now, arguments can be made. Who is paying ticket? Who is paying to see Nia Jax, right? Mm, probably nobody. But well, even if, if nobody was paying to see Nia Jax, if her allegations were yeah. true. Yeah, they're still using her likeness, so. right? Mm. Um, so this, the, this group, Wes, puts out a, a statement saying that, you know, unfortunately they have to cancel their show. Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances, all of the talent that were booked have been paid, uh, and uh, Lena Finete, which is Nia Jax, has been given her deposit back, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, they called her out specifically. Oh, because she's the one who started it. Petty. And she, like, puts that on Twitter, talking about how petty it was, you know, and the fact that that's still not in my bank account, you know. Um, Sean Ross Sapp confirmed that a lot of the people that were booked have not gotten their money back. Mm-hmm. You know, and he talked about how he was hoping that this would turn into something else, you know? Yeah. Cause, and his comment was, we're missing a high end indie promotion. Cause AEW is not really indie anymore. Yeah. You know, AEW has a TV deal. AEW is pro yeah. at this point. I mean, ring of honor falls under the AEW banner at this it point. It does. So, so you've got PWG kind of still, but even PW, PWG, isn't, that's Excalibur who's yeah. running that, and he's... He's AEW now. He's AEW. His focus is on AEW. Um, 
I haven't heard the kind of talk about PWG yeah. that I was hearing before AEW started up. And I, I honestly believe it's because AEW poached a lot of their talent. Yeah. And I'm not saying that bad because obviously Excalibur owns the company. Yep. He's still on. So you, there's obviously some good relations there. Uh, but PWG, you have GCW. But that appeals to a certain segment of the audience right? and is not going to appeal to everybody. TNA, you can't consider them independent because they worked so hard to not be associated with independent wrestling for so long. Mm-hmm. NWA exists, but I couldn't tell you when or where you can find them. Yep. I, I see their stuff, ha- you know, when they, they post highlights and talk shows on YouTube. The the dumbest thing that NWA did was take their show off YouTube. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know that that was the hundred percent. Well, they took it off YouTube and then they started a a paid service, a paid streaming yeah. service, and I think the majority of people were just like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna pay for something I was getting for free." Yeah. Nah, I'm good. I they had not intrigued me enough to to pay for them yet, and I. I wasn't watching regularly on them. I, I'm not gonna lie. Power, rah, 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 yeah, once I, or twice. I watched Power a couple times. So I know I tuned out once. You didn't, you didn't say roll the R long enough. I, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I I kind of tuned out with the whole Jim Cornette thing. Yeah, but I still kind of kept up with what was going on. Uh, like the, I really like the old school look that they gave it. Yeah, but I'm not paying 15 bucks a month. Yeah. Or their streaming service to watch it. So, but yeah, I, we could use something, a high-end, somewhat indie, and it, it was cool that it was being run by wrestlers. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's what made PWG now, so good. They have killed any goodwill they had. Oh, yeah, it's done. I, I doubt we hear from them again. Without even a first show. Yeah. Anyway, you got to have all your baskets in a row. If you're going to do that, mm-hmm. you, you can't, you know, I couldn't go out and, and book whiskey and wrestling's making an appearance at the, you know, right. Mississippi coast Coliseum. Come see Michael Hill and Jason Holder with special guests, the rock. And yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's not going to happen. And, and everybody, I would sell tickets with that. The Rock is going to come. He's going to talk to these two idiots on Whiskey right. and Wrestling. Who've got 75 followers. Yeah. Who, who shit all over his tequila. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. He's coming to defend his honor. <coughs> no, I, sure. I would sell a ton of tickets for that because mm-hmm. The Rock. Yeah. Not because of Whiskey and Wrestling. <laughs> And then everybody would be pissed as we go out on stage and we have a boulder on stage with us. Yep. No, we can just get our, our buddy Aaron. I mean, he's bald. It's kind of the same, right? I mean, we, we, can, get a, we can get a Sharpie and draw the tattoo on it <laughs> poorly. Uh, yeah. You got anything else? Uh, no, nah, not really. I think that's going to do it for us this so. week. Uh, we do need to say a huge thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. They continue to allow us to use this space. Greg, thank you so much. Come check out McNarb Gaming. They've got all of the games that you might want to see. They have RPGs, if you're into tabletop RPGs. They have board games. They have card games. 
you know, come check them out. Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, uh, whatever it is that you can think of. They got got some new books over there that seem kind of interesting if you're into into D and D and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the a, level up system yeah, like seems a, very interesting. It's the fifth edition system that's been tweaked. Yeah. So, so come check them out. If you're a dice goblin like I am, they've got dice and they've got some really nice dice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come come give them a shot. Um, also, uh, while you're here in Gaucher, head over to Big Dog Liquor. Get yourself a bottle of something good, not the whiskey that we had today. I disagree with that statement, but, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, this is from, you know, if you're looking for somewhere that might have this, they do have it at Big Dog. Um, but they have whiskey, wine, vodka, tequila, you name it, they got it. Um, they do sales on their wines constantly. You buy a case, you get a discount. They'll do a wine sale every month. Uh, They also do senior discount, military discount uh, on Wednesdays, I believe. Military is throughout the week. Senior is throughout the week. But on Wednesdays, you can get both of them at the same time. So, hey, you know, if you're you're an old vet, one, thank you. Two, go down there and get yourself a bottle for cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, now that you've got your board game or your dice or your card game or your whatever from McNarb, you got your bottle of something that's not uh, the Kiln Whiskey. Or Canadian Hunter, or any of the ones that <laughs> right. we've had yeah. recently, we've said are awful. and you're depressed after hearing us rant about a 76-year-old billionaire who's not going to see any consequences for his actions, mm-hmm. check out our friends over at, uh, which one do you want to go with first? <laughs> um, you know what? Let's go with the Travelers first, for the yeah. simple fact that if you listen to the episode that's going to be coming out soon, um, one of your hosts here on the show... May have invaded and hit somebody with a steel chair. Oh, yeah. just saying. Interesting. Or, or he might have talked about um, a top five of some sort, which I'm not yeah. going to spoil. So there is uh, travelers on the omnibus. You can find them on Sp- uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. They talk about all things nerd and pop culture. Their most recent episode that is released, they did uh, some trivia amongst each other and you realize how how young some of the people on that podcast are as uh, yeah so check out travelers on the omnibus one of our friends from travelers on the omnibus jody actually is on his own podcast called fearology where he does deep dives into horror films and uh, just horror in general and and check it out, how it's affected his life with horror. So check out Jody with Fearology. And you can also give a listen to Silence Your Cell Phones by Jarrett and Kevin. They talk about new movies, old movies, TV shows, what's bingeable, all that kind of good stuff on your, your local multiplex or on Netflix, Hulu, etc., etc. And sometimes they do a live show on Wednesday nights where you can go watch them on YouTube and, and laugh at their faces. Yep. And while we're not sponsored by it, I'm going to give a shout out to it. I'm currently listening to it on Audible right now. If you haven't listened to Mox, written by John Moxley, you you have to. I I've not read the book. I'm just listening to it. I, it's worth it. It's worth it to hear because John Moxley is reading it, mm-hmm. and 100 percent you can hear the emotion. You can hear. 
the frustration and all of that in his voice, and it, it is worth it to hear it from him. I started reading the book, and then when it came out on Audible, I immediately bought it and listened to it. And hands down, better experience listening to it than reading it. Yeah. Um, usually, I'd prefer to read a book, but with this one, considering the fact that Mox is reading it, he is giving those emotionally charged moments, the emo- his emotion yeah. to it. So, yeah. By far, pick it up. It, yeah, I would. I would have a different recommendation if it wasn't John Moxley reading it. But yeah. the fact that it's John Moxley just makes it that much better. Absolutely. But so with that, with all that, cheers. cheers.